0: Buenos dias from Gardner's Bay. This is the Rorschach Venezuela update for the week of September 9th, 2021. Ten minutes of what's been happening in the land of grace during the week. Every single week. Here we go. The government of Nicolás Maduro suffered some major blows last week. The first coming in the form of Monomeros Colombo Venezolanos S.A., the company is a Colombo-Venezuelan petrochemical business and a subsidiary of Pequiven, a public company in Venezuela that's under Juan Guaido's control. Nicolás Maduro seeks to regain control over it through the dialogues taking place in Mexico. However, the Superintendency of Companies of Colombia submitted the company to a maximum degree of supervision in order to apply the necessary corrections in the administrative, legal, and economic areas. Maduro is convinced the move is a strategic ploy seeking to undermine the dialogue in Mexico. On Monday, the 13th of September, Carmen Alicia Hernandez, the president of the company, resigned, stating she is in total disagreement with the way the board of directors is responding to the supervision of the superintendency of companies. Additionally, two key alliances of the Maduro government were intercepted abroad. Alex Saab, Colombian businessman who has been detained in Cabo Verde for more than a year by the Maduro government, for alleged corruption involving food companies and construction and housing contracts, has received extradition orders to the United States on Tuesday, the 7th of September. It is expected that in the next few days he will be transferred to the U.S. Saab expressed his support for President Nicolás Maduro and affirmed that the accusations against him are untrue and fabricated. The Russian government said that the extradition order damages the dialogue between Maduro and the opposition in Mexico. Meanwhile, in Spain, Hugo El Pollo Carvajal, the former head of counterintelligence for Hugo Chavez and Nicolas Maduro, who had been a fugitive for two years, was captured hiding in a mansion in Madrid. The DEA designates him as one of Maduro's strategic agents and ensures that the information El Pollo Carvajal can provide may be very valuable. In addition to this, the DEA will also investigate the Spanish government allies who allowed Carvajal to be a fugitive for so long. Venezuelan Foreign Minister Félix Placencia, on behalf of the Maduro government, rejects the report published by the Office of the United Nations High Commissioner for Human Rights, H.R. He claims the assertions, citing failures on the part of the Venezuelan government, to be unsubstantiated. Methodological errors and the efforts of the coercive measures of the United States Department of the Treasury taint the report's validity, Placencia argues. Moving on to news outside of Venezuela, according to the August 2021 report of the United Nations Interagency Coordination Platform, R4V, the number of Venezuelan migrants distributed around the world exceeds 6 million. This means that more than 20% of Venezuelans are living outside the country in different migratory conditions. As a palliative measure, the government of Juan Guaido launched the virtual platform Venezuelan Brothers, a tool for migrants to have information on consular services, humanitarian organizations, employment opportunities, among other options. The website is part of an opposition government project that seeks to help migrants regularize their legal situation in the countries they live in. This week, the government of Guyana rejected the Agreement for the Ratification of Defense and Sovereignty of Venezuela on Guayana-Esequiba, signed between the government and the opposition of Venezuela, to join efforts regarding the border dispute between the two neighboring states. Guyana's president, Irfan Ali, said his country is willing to strengthen relations with its neighbors, but said that won't change the conditions of the border dispute. Irfan Ali reaffirmed that this dispute over almost 160,000 square kilometers west of the Essequibo River is being processed in the International Court of Justice, and that is where it must be resolved. The United States government extended the prohibition to carry out operations involving SITGO until January 2022. By doing this, the former Pedevesa subsidiary cannot be reached by the creditors of the state oil company and the republic. Depending on how the dialogue process advances in Mexico, this could be the last extension of the license that safeguards Sitco. Financial analysts have pointed out that the situation of bondholders that are collateralized with more than 50% of the shares of the oil refiner is already attracting the attention of the markets. Schools back in session. Nicolás Maduro called for the start of the 2021-2022 school year on Thursday, the 16th of September when teachers will rejoin their school preparation activities for classes, which will begin in October. The entire process will be handled under the 7 by 7 scheme, that is, one face-to-face week and one virtual week, while vaccinations are regularized. On Monday, the 13th of September, the Ombudsman's Office of the Joint United Nations Program on HIV-AIDS, UNAIDS, signed an agreement for the human rights of people with human immunodeficiency virus. In a statement, they explained that the agreement will be to develop a working plan for the remainder of the year. The lines of action will focus on promoting and disseminating the law for the promotion and protection of equality of people with HIV-AIDS and their families. In addition, they explained that the objective is limited to an awareness-raising work for officials of the Venezuelan state regarding HIV, focused on non-discrimination and on the importance of involving communities and families to avoid this violation of their human rights. On Sunday, the 12th of September, strong electrical dips affected almost the entire national territory at the same time. Reports from different cities through social networks allowed the citizenry to see it happen in unison, causing fear in the country because the same situation occurred in March 2019 when a general blackout affected all of Venezuela for almost seven days due to the lack of maintenance of the national electricity system. And to close this edition, France and Daniel Ders come together to bring joy and hope to athletes in Venezuela. The French ambassador to Venezuela, Romain Nadal, held a meeting with the Olympic medalist and BMX world champion, Daniel Dürs, in which they agreed to work on sports initiatives in popular areas of the country. Daniel is a committed athlete and an example to follow who strikes us with his joy and humility, said the diplomat. Durs is currently touring Venezuela, conducting exhibitions and cycling marathons to motivate young people and adults to integrate sports into their lives. That's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in. If you want to read more on how Venezuelan socialist politics are changing, check out the show notes. If you like the show, share it and subscribe for more. We want to know where you are listening from, so drop us a line at our brand new dedicated email, venezuela at rorschach.com, and let us know what city or town you're in. You can also find us on Instagram at Rorschach Venezuela or on Twitter at Rorschach v. Hasta la próxima.